Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. David says, God, be to me a fortress. Be to me a strong tower. Be to me a rock where I can hide myself from my enemies. Be to me a shelter. And if you will, visualize for a moment a shelter that's an A-frame, if you will. There, there are two sides of the roof. And David, it's as though he's saying this, you are a strong shelter to me. You guard me. You keep me safe. And, and these two sides of the roof, this A-frame shelter that you have developed, that you are being for me, the two sides of the roof, if they had a name, it would be might on the one hand and mercy on the other. It is the might and the mercy of God that provides for us, that becomes for us a shelter, a fortress, a hiding place in times of trouble. Why, is the final question, why particularly is the might of God and the mercy of God required to protect the people of God? I'll tell you why. God in his might, he must, in order to protect us, in order to be able to protect us from bloodthirsty... Remember, the enemy is not, is not described as puny. They're described as bloodthirsty dogs surrounding the house of, of David. They're armed to the teeth. He doesn't stand a chance. David is on the run, one, because he honors the office of the king that God had anointed Saul, and he doesn't want to defy that. But two, David's on the run because he, he, he does not possess the resources, the ability to mount up an opposition that would stand a chance. So David's on the run because his enemies are stronger than him. Therefore, in order for God to be our shelter, because our enemies are bloodthirsty men, and because our enemies often, they often fill places of power and influence, because this is the case, because the enemies of God are the ones who right now have power over virtually every institution in our culture, in our nation, because that is true, because they have might, the only way we can be spared, the only way that God can be to us a, a fortress, a refuge, is if God has even greater might. So on the one hand, for God to be our fortress, for him to be our refuge, he must have might, because our enemies are not puny. Our enemies are strong. They're strong, and they, and they have no reservations about doing heinous and wicked things towards the righteous. But our God is stronger. And in comparison to us, our enemy is strong. But in comparison with God, they're puny. He holds them in derision. He sits in the heavens and mocks. He laughs. God laughs. So they're weak compared to him. But we need to be humble. Remember, they're strong compared to us. It doesn't look good right now. It didn't look good for David, and it doesn't look great for us. I'd say we're in a better situation than David was. But, but it still doesn't look great for us. Our enemies are not puny. Our enemies have authority. They have influence. They have power, right? But I mean, having big tech basically be a government faction is a lot of power. You can do a lot of stuff if you own YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. That's the situation we're in right now. That's big. And then you throw in there Hollywood and every single movie your children are going to be watching and then the entire school system. And then you add to that the White House and everything else. Then yeah, that's, that's not a great situation. I think David's situation was worse, but we're not far from it. It feels like bloodthirsty men have surrounded our house. That's what it looks like. Wild dogs, they're not puny. We need to be humbled, church. Little flock, that's what John, he writes to the church, he says, little flock. Jesus said, like, like sheep sent out among wolves. So we need to have, you know, a, a moment of humility. And remember, in comparison to us, they're not puny. In comparison to God, they are. 
So God, on the one hand, in order to be our salvation, our deliverance, our fortress, he must have might. Here's the final piece. He also must be merciful. The might of God is completely, it's not, well, I was going to say it's completely irrelevant if not for his mercy, but that's not true. It's not irrelevant. The might of God is our terror and our doom if he's not merciful. If this God who is omnipotent, all-powerful, is not also omnibenevolent, all-loving, then he's our doom. And see, this is one of the most beautiful things. All right, so Sigmund Freud, one of the arguments that he made towards atheism, against theism, against the existence of a God, is he said God was just the, the creation of the imagination of primitive men. So primitive men, there were certain things that they could not explain with science, right? They couldn't explain these things. So like a storm, for instance. So Sigmund Freud, his, his whole argument was this. There are certain threats that a man can reason with, right? So if somebody stops you in a back alley and they're trying to rob you, you may at least have the opportunity. They're holding you at gunpoint. Give me your wallet. You may have the opportunity to say, hey, you can take my wallet, but please don't hurt me. Right? What are you doing? You're appealing. Or, or you know, there's even training. You know, for, for, if you're ever in this kind of situation, say your name because it, it helps the, the, the victimizer to have be forced to recognize your identity, your, your humanity. It humanizes you. Right? It makes it more difficult for them to inflict harm upon you. Meaning this. There are certain threats in life that, that, that there is some sense of either compassion or some sense of reason that we can appeal to. But there are other threats in life like a hurricane. You can't reason with a hurricane. And so Sigmund Freud, his argument, whether it be a hurricane or a plague, he argued that primitive people with lots of death, right, without modern medicine and these kinds of things, with plagues, with storms, with all these kinds of things, with, with lots of dangers, lots of threats, and many of these threats um, not being person, uh, per personified, many of them being inanimate, like a storm or like a disease, uh, there was no reason to appeal to, no, no personhood, no compassion that they, that they could play against. And so, and so what they needed was they needed someone who had power over the storm. And so they created God. And so that was his argument. Sigmund Freud, an atheist, saying men manufactured God out of their own imagination to help them deal with the terrors of life that could not be appealed to. And this is why he's wrong. He's wrong because the disciples, this is just one example. There's dozens in Scripture. But the disciples... When Jesus is sleeping under the boat and a great storm arises on the Sea of Galilee, it says that the disciples, it says they were very afraid. And they go and they wake Jesus and they say, Master, Master, do you not care? Teacher, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And Jesus awakes and it says he rebukes the wind and the waves. He tells them to be still and to be silent. And they cease. And then it says the disciples' response is this. Who is this who has authority to command even the wind and waves? And then they were exceedingly afraid. See, the reason why Sigmund Freud is wrong when it comes to the Christian God is because the disciples look at the storm, that threat, that impending doom, and they're afraid. But then they look at Jesus, who has authority over the storm, and they become even more afraid, exceedingly afraid. So the Christian God is not the author of sugar and spice and everything nice. He's not the, the Jewish version of Mr. Rogers. He is the thrice holy God who commands in his right hand power over stars and galaxies and the cosmos. He is the God of might. And the only reason 
The only reason the existence of a God like this is a comfort to sinners like you and me is because the God of might is also the God of mercy. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.